0: Welcome to another edition of the Put Me Podcast, episode 79. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. You know him. You love him. He's the puncher
1: of walls. Dicklish himself, Richard Garcia. You know, I was thinking this should be episode 69 plus 10, the 10th the tenth anniversary Ooh. of episode 69. Never forget number 69. Never forget your first 69. <laughs> a uh, lot to get into this week, guys.
0: Um, what's going on with the WWE draft? Uh, does it matter? Also, AEW versus NXT, who is winning the war? And we're going to get to all the Dick Dirty News coming up in a little bit. But first, you know I got to give it up to our sponsors. You know them. You love them. Let me wait for this intro music to die down so I can get into our sponsor music. There it is. Three, two, one. You know them. You love them. Lapelia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to lapalia.com. Type up what they got. They just gave away 250 shirts. Make sure you go to their Instagram. Follow them there to stay up to date. Turn on notifications. Um, use our promo code over, And in turn, that website will put you over, and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Uh, they just are going to be releasing some new stuff pretty soon. Um, Shop was down for a little bit, so uh, they, they definitely have a, a promo code going on there. I think it's whoops. Whoops, 20. We'll get you 20% off as well. Use our promo code, though. It works It works better. Also- There's no but, botches for that promo code. I mean, do not- It's not going to botch. It's not going to botch. Um, is there a wrestler? There should be a wrestler where their gimmick is never botch, and they just botch a bunch. The unbotcher? Hmm? There should be a wrestler called the unbotcher? The unbotcher. I don't know. I think
1: uh, it should be- uh,
0: I am fucking- uh, I'm Curt Hawkins, and I
1: never botch. Or Safety Sam or some shit like that. Yeah. That that sounds so corny from the 80s. That's something (laughs) Bits will probably (laughs) end up doing. Safe Worker Sam. Safe Worker Sam, dude. Um,
0: Also, maybe we just gave our next sponsor an idea for a T-shirt. Make sure you go follow our good friends Grudge Match brand on Instagram. They're releasing the new hotness every single month. Uh, and this month is no different. Make sure you go check them out. Give them a follow. Turn the notifications on so you can get in on their first first dibs on the pre-sale because their shirts are flying off the shelves. Um, the, the Tiger Army mask is just brilliant, and it's a glow-in-the-dark shirt, so you know it's a double double winner in my eyes. Um, Dick, you're actually sport, sporting your Jushin Thunder Motorhead shirt.
1: I am, and you know what, dude? Shout-outs to Grudge Match Apparel for uh, hooking it up. This is actually a really awesome shirt. Um, decided to wear it today. Uh, yeah, Juice Thunder Liger Cross
0: Motorhead. I mean, it doesn't get any better. So if you're looking for some rock and roll inspired wrestling T-shirts, make sure you go check them out because they are delivering every single release that they do. I
1: think much. they're the true rock and wrestling connection.
0: <laughs> there it is. There it is. Make a T-shirt, guys. That's another idea for you. Also, make sure you go. If, you're, if you want some Put Me Over merch, we got you covered. Go to PutMeOver.com. All of the latest and greatest in uh, Put Me Over merch. Uh, we got hats. We got t-shirts. We got koozies, I think. Uh, we have phone cases. Uh, stickers are still available. Um, put me over condoms, dude. Ooh, that's next. Yeah, you put me over your dick. There you go. Oh, see, we're on something, is. dude. We're All right, we're going to make t-shirt now. Put Podcast over. over. <laughs> it'll be a condom wrapper, and it'll just say, put me over your dick. There you go. I there think it is. I think. Hashtag put me over your dick. We're sitting on a gold mine, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have a promo code FLACID. For 15% off your entire order. All right. Plugs are out of the way. Um, Lot to get into, guys. Uh, there's been some hirings. There's been some firings. But I'm going to give it up to my boy with his new segment. Give it up for Dick in Dick's Dirty News.
1: What?
2: News. 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 News.
1: News. Take it away, Dick. Oh. I almost said, oh, man. <laughs> That's your catchphrase. <laughs> that is my catchphrase. So um Eric Bischoff, where do we start with this guy? Ooh. SmackDown. Eric, wow. Um so for a few months ago Eric Bischoff was hired to uh to go ahead and kind of create, be a creative influencer on SmackDown along with him and on Raw. Well, that didn't last very long. In fact, he was actually uh he was actually fired uh this past Monday. So um he was only there for 4 months and the, the 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 main question that a lot of people were asking is what was he? What what was he doing? And why hire him to begin with? And it makes sense because throughout th- that entire time he was there, he really had no influence on the show. He was just he was just there. We he, asked every
0: single week what's he actually doing because the show looks exactly
1: the same. There, yeah, it's it's like like when you're we've wa- been watching SmackDown the past couple months, you 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 could tell like, okay, what's like like when you watch it? There's no Eric Bischoff is it, there's no influence by Bischoff whatsoever. So it was just he was just there. Um, he was just there pretty much to kind of talk to kind um, of like as like a liaison between them and the network. But he wasn't even doing that either. He was, he was barely at the meetings. He wouldn't even go to uh, the late night meetings that Vince would have like at, like at 12, 1 a.m. in the morning. He was mainly at catering. If 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 that's about it. I mean he was pretty much in charge of catering. So people. he's
0: basically doing the, the Jack the
1: Zack Ryder job. Uh, basically, yeah. So him and him and Zack Ryder probably have like the cushiest <laughs> jobs within the company. But uh, how's the chicken today, bro? Yeah, it's, it's like why even hire him to begin with? I don't like I don't I don't get it. Like it was he was just there pretty much just to be used as a scapegoat and he's been replaced by Bruce Pitchard, who ironically was the guy that got him in that position to begin with. Really? I did not know that. Yeah. So Pritchard, Pritchard ended up uh, hire. Uh, he recommended Bischoff to Vince, and then four months later, he's taken over uh, Bischoff's role. I and mean,
0: Pritchard's. I mean, Pritchard is Pritchard. Yeah, I think he's gonna have more of an impact for sure. I think, I think he's more in Vince's ear. Um, I think he he can lend himself better than an Eric Bischoff, who I mean, may, might not be on the best terms with Vince. I think I think him and Bruce may have. Uh, What's it called? Uh, Vince and Bruce. Yeah, Vince and Bruce maybe uh, patch things up, as you will. Um, and I think I think they're gonna have a better relationship going forward.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure they will. Uh, but it's at this point, it's more so like who really c- can, um, you know, who can really put their influence on? Because at the end of the day, that's gonna be Vince. It's gonna be whatever Vince wants to do. So it doesn't matter what um, what either of them do. Like they could put in as much or as little as they want at the end of the day it's it's Vince's show so he he gets to decide what he wants to put on the air and what doesn't go through
0: like cock storylines
1: <laughs> oh man especially if it's there interracial it oh yeah oh yeah all right what else we got dick um so uh bishop is actually going to after his firing he did make an appear he didn't he did make an announcement that he was going to appear at the next starcast which is going to be happening um on November on November 9th um right before uh the AEW pay-per-view that's gonna be a hot podcast that is gonna be a hot podcast so he's i'm sure he's gonna have a lot to talk about during his time or wh- what he was doing because i mean i think a lot of people are, are know wanting to know too i'm sure he's probably wondering too as well what the hell was i even here to begin with he
0: moved <laughs> from like colorado to
1: he moved, connecticut yes like he moved his family. his family yeah he moved his family from the midwest over to um to connecticut and um I you know I hope he bought it I hope he rented a place and not bought it because it doesn't make it wouldn't make much sense if he bought a place. Um, he had to known that this was only gonna be a temporary gig, but um, four months though so he was in and out real quick, easy come easy go I guess. Yeah. Uh, the old uh, <laughs> I
0: seen uh, the meme of you know when Grandpa Simpson is walking into the yes, uh, the burlesque exactly house exactly like that. <laughs> he puts his hat down, tease Bart, and then walks right out the door. I think that's pretty much that sums up uh, Eric Bischoff in the SmackDown role.
1: Yeah, and you know what's and you know what's funny is that uh, Pritchard was actually working on SmackDown uh, right before they announced uh, Bischoff being uh, being fired. So Pritch- Pritchard was already doing that right b- way before the announcement. So he's already had his um, kind of like his claw. He's he's had his claws already on. Um, I don't want to say claws, but like he's kind of like had his influences on the product. I mean, in a way, um, is it going to change anything going forward with SmackDown? No, it's not. It's not going to change anything for Raw either. Uh, it's it, like I said. It's still Vince's show. At the end of the day, Vince is going to decide what goes on and what doesn't go on. Like cock storylines. <laughs> All right. What else we got Dick? Oh. say? It. You were going to do it. I know. I was going to do it. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> um. There has been a rumor this past week about um about NXT Japan, and that that surfaced over the past couple of days. Um. And, and it was um it was it was announced on the on the Wrestling Observer uh, on the Wrestling Observer Radio. Uh, Meltzer, David Meltzer mentioned something about like WDB. They're trying to uh, get into the Japanese market and um, the Japanese market, especially for professional wrestling is so saturated. There's so many companies or so many niche, um, n- not just pro wrestling itself, but like different types of wrestling in in Japan. It, it's just so, so saturated. And Vince wants to, and this rumor about NXT Japan uh, being done. Well, there is truth to that rumor in that WWE did make an attempt to purchase, um, they did make an attempt to purchase, um, Pro Wrestling um, Noah. Noah, thank you, yeah. and shouts out to Pro Wrestling Noah. Pro Wrestling Noah, there you go. And, um, those talks didn't go through, um, good. Th- but, which is good, um, at the same time, though, uh, Stardom, one of the largest women's, uh, wrestling organizations in Japan, Was recently bought by Bushi Road, and for those that don't know, Bushi Road is the parent company of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's that's a big move. That's a pretty big move, and um, yeah, especially since um, since New Japan doesn't really have uh, women women's wrestling. Uh, They're they're just men. They're just strictly men. Is now that I think about it, it's a big move. And now you're seeing like okay, now there is some there is some truth to that rumor of NXT Japan and Stardom
0: is an all women's uh, wrestling correct. Um, so that that's a big pickup for
1: for New Japan it is so I mean w- I mean we could be seeing um, I mean I don't want I don't want to say for sure but it looks like you could be seeing like kind of like the consolidation of uh, of these companies and you know especially if the if, if NXT Japan does happen to come come true uh, you might have two companies in Japan that are trying to're gonna try to go to war WWE and New Japan I I hope that's not the case I mean I, I don't think they need to spread out to Japan. I don't think they need to do that. They should just focus on what they have right now because I feel like they're going to, they're going to wear themselves straight. They're going to wear themselves really thin with having these uh, different companies throughout the world.
0: Yeah. um, I feel like someone's got to do the mashup of, uh, well, I'm going to sell stardom to Bushy Road. I'm going to, something like that. I like that, actually. I mean, it, it, it writes itself, really. It does, actually. Um, I I... I think NXT going to Japan. I mean, they're they're slowly gonna try to get into all the markets that they
1: can. Right, and this has been the plan that this has been uh, Triple H's plan really for the past several years. I World mean, domination. Exactly. Like they're they're picking their they're picking their territories. I mean, first it started with uh, NXT, and then now with NXT UK, and um, even they're trying to get into into the Middle East, and now with the NXT Japan. I mean, this is. I mean, it's it's bound to happen. Triple H is trying to take over. Uh, I mean, tri- this is Triple H's plan all along. How long till they go to China? Because there's a lot of money in China. Oh, there is. A lot of
0: co- companies are, are cashing in on right now. To a fault. Um, because just like um, the NBA, they'd have to uh,
1: really censor their stuff. Exactly. I'm glad you brought up the NBA thing. Because I don't know if we talked about it last week. where um. LeBron James was criticized, well, actually, with, uh, with, uh, it was first with Daryl Morley, who criticized the Chinese government, and then the Rockets got shadow banned by, by the Chinese government as if they don't exist. Um, LeBron went on Twitter and kind of defended uh, this. this China. Kinda, in a way, he was kind of like pro China, like, hey, wait a minute, you know, as an athlete, um, I, one hand, he's saying, like, you know, maybe he didn't understand the facts that was going on, and he kind of, he pretty much essentially defended the, the, the Chinese government with that. Uh, But of course, there's money involved with it because a lot of a lot of these guys are making a killing in China. James Harden was the first one to like defend China, too. Yeah. Harden as well. Dude, because they because the NBA, they have like their largest audience is not in the U.S. It's in China. Money. Money rules the world, I I guess. Money talks. I mean, and there is some sort of uh, there is an analogy to um, the NBA in China and the WWE in Saudi Arabia both they're both going to where the money's where the money's at right now and that's with these um, with these oppressive governments.
0: unfortunately that's that's the world we live in yeah. Um, so I mean we'll, we'll see
1: what what I, I I predict NXT going to China very soon. I think it's going to happen as well. I mean it, it's it's just bound it's just bound to, it's just bound to be the case. China is after all they the largest market in the world they're the largest untapped market in the world right there. If you can get into China, You'll be made. The potential is just ridiculous,
0: and that's where Shane McMahon was for seven years. Correct. Yeah, he was in charge of a Chinese company. Very interesting. H- how many times do you think uh, Vince calls calls it the Orient? Oh, uh, the Orient Express? No, no, no. Just Orientals in general. <laughs> oh, fuck! Every day, probably. There's <laughs> goddamn Orientals. Let's call this NXT
1: Oriental. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh. Sorry, I think I think it's it starting to get contagious, dude. Uh, that's that's gimmick and brother. No, you know, I don't mind actually. I think uh, I think imitation is a serious form of f- form of flattery, or some shit like that. Yeah, what else we got, Dick? We mentioned a couple episodes ago about how um, WWE is they're trying to get into the podcasting business. Uh, they're trying to have their own podcasting network. Well, it turns out that uh, they are going to have their first their first official podcast is going to be uh, with Corey Graves, as a matter of fact, and it's going to be called After the Bell. Interesting. So that's going to be an interesting take on it. Um, essentially, like this is what he, um, this is from WWE's uh, when they give the description. Um, the description of the show explains After the Bell is an official WWE podcast that gives you a provocative look at the latest in Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Featuring exclusive superstar interviews, ATB or After the Bell examines the role of WWE both between and beyond the ropes in a way that's as edgy and unpredictable as Graves himself.
0: Leave it to WWE to to, uh, not get on trends. Uh, Get on trends maybe five, ten years after the fact. Right. Um, And now, you know, Corey, I'm going to call you out, brother. We're at war now. We are at war with After the Bell with Corey Graves for ratings.
1: This is really a ratings war. It really is. You know what doesn't have? It doesn't have heart. You know what it also doesn't have? It doesn't have me on there. So, screw you, Corey Graves. Yeah, screw, screw you, Corey brother. Graves. Screw you, brother. We are
0: the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcast. And you might have millions and billions of dollars and you're millions of followers and probably better guests than us. But you know what? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if you have a podcast.
1: And you're probably banging Carmela for all we know. Well, you actually are banging. Yes. So, but screw you, though, still. <laughs> But um, having said that, though, that was, a, um, that was our second shoot promo of this podcast. Straight shoot, brother. Straight shoot, brother. Um, the first guest on that podcast is going to be Triple H. So, um, it's gonna, so we'll see how that goes, and you um, will go from there. He's going to basically lay out his plans for uh, world domination. I think so. Uh, Maybe we'll get NXT to uh, Mexico while we're at it. I would not be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. What else we got, Dick. Okay, so um, real quickly, um, I do want to get into the ratings, um, and, and um, just real quickly as far as the ratings go, uh, if you notice, there has been uh, a slight decline. Raw this past Monday drew two point two eight million viewers, uh, and then on Wednesday, AEW dropped to about one point zero one million. NXT seven hundred forty four thousand, and then Friday SmackDown. SmackDown was probably it was definitely the hardest hit. It went from uh, two point nine last week down to two point four four, so that's a huge drop. That's two million viewers. There, SmackDown's about a little under two and a half million. That that's and that's Raw's not good. A, that's not good at all, especially since uh, since e- when they first debuted two weeks ago, they were close. To, they were h- close to four million. Um, that just goes to show you again, like number one. That the older stars are more valuable, like The Rock and Stone Cold are more valuable than anyone on that roster. Oh yeah, even even old timers, they're more valuable. Number two, um, just re- I mean, it just seems like they just cannot attract new fans. I mean, and, and this is not, and this is not just a WWE problem. This is a this is a wrestling problem in general. Um, you have like so much wrestling on on TV right now at the moment it's not drawing new fans. If anything, there's there's less fans now. Cuz
0: now you're you're uh, basically cutting all of your there's so many shows you're having a you're having you're not having a lot of overlap.
1: Right. People are having to choose what they watch cuz there's way too much now. Like especially especially now since um especially on Wednesdays, like not a lot of people are tuning back and forth. I know for me I will watch I watch AEW on one day and then the next day I'll watch NXT. Um, I just need to have that. It works better for me that way, because if I w- if I watch them both the same day, I'm not going to pay attention to one or both shows.
0: No. And I mean, on top of that, um, going back to your point about not making new stars, I mean, there's a problem with WWE and how how uh, produced and clean it is now um, that they're having to read scripts that are written by people that don't even w- probably watch wrestling, never grew up with wrestling. Right. Uh, right. For like Days of Our Lives or, you know, whatever sitcom whatever um the fact that you know stone cold and the rock they became big stars because they were so real and raw now i mean you you pretty much can tell um where they're going to be going and what direction they're going to be going based on who they're pushing at the time or you know the promo work just isn't what it used to be anymore although nwa power uh is doing great jobs uh doing character development
1: yeah, I'll, I'll say I'll say that for sure uh they um they found the right formula and the fact that it's an hour I think that definitely helps them a lot um they, if they were two hours I don't know how they would do it on a, on two hours uh, every week and uh, that's also the biggest problem I think going back to with, um with NXT the shows are fine like like as far as the wrestling goes I have nothing to, I have nothing bad to say about the wrestling I think the wrestling's good on NXT the commentating is um is very good for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think Mar I think Marl, Marl and um um Nigel. Nigel. They're 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 solid. Beth Phoenix, uh, yeah. I mean that's that's kind of the issue right She's there. She's a budget Renee, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem right there. They and they they they, they have these hard ons with these three men with, with the three person um announced team. They don't need three people for NXT. Uh those two were doing just fine. And on on top of that, they're they're doing two hours. Two hours for NXT, is, it could be a chore, dude. I mean, it, it has it been a chore to watch ever since um, it moved to two
0: hours? It, it definitely is. Uh, it doesn't have the same sizzle that I think it used to have.
1: It doesn't, no.
0: Um, I'm not excited for NXT. I, I'll watch AEW first um, because as good as NXT is, AEW's is better. I I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it, AEW's
1: is better. Right now it is. It, it, it absolutely is. It has a it has a better uh, feel, has a better presentation. It's
0: cooler, like right. I don't know how else to put it. It's just cooler. Um, AEW is just not only are they putting on great matches, but they're they're introducing I think everyone at a steady rate.
1: And then, you know what? That's the problem with NXT. They're not introducing, they're not introducing the talent to the public.
0: No, I mean they have their they have their top tier people that have been around for a little little while, but. Um, you go to guys like uh, Boa, who wrestled on NXT this week. I didn't care. I don't know anything about him. I don't care. The, the fans didn't
1: care either. They no. gave
0: him the what chant. Um, same thing. They did the same thing with Io Shirai, which was um, pretty sad.
1: Yeah, with, 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 oh, you don't speak English? What? That's an issue right there. With uh, that's a, that's a, that's an issue with uh, with WWE, and especially if 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 given a lot of the foreign talent, they wanna they want to give them they, they want them to talk. This they should they should know this by now. That if you let them talk, the fans are going to say what to them. It's well, just
0: especially if they don't respect them and know enough about them, to right? Like be invested in them, and then that's the problem that WWE has. They're, they're I mean, they're putting on great matches, but the character development is just so lacking.
1: It's just it's lacking. I mean, it, it's even lacking in, in, in NXT at the moment. Um, that's an issue. That's that's definitely an issue that they 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 have to address. Um, I mean, can they can they change? We'll see. I mean. Uh, so far, right now, like the two-hour NXTs, uh, I'm just not that big of a fan of. I mean, they're just not the same. I think NXT has lost a little bit of its luster, especially
0: with all the commercial breaks.
1: Yeah, it it, the, it see the difference between AEW and NXT. I've noticed this past week is how the commercials are used. Because when um when I was watching when I, when I'm watching AEW, they don't cut to like they they'll cut to like a spot, and then the action after, keeps going. It keeps going. And then, like, you get back, and then it's like, okay, it makes sense as far as, like, when you get back, it's like, okay, well, it kind of makes sense. It makes sense as far as, like, hey, there's no, they're not, they're not doing a, a, a rest hold after, you know. It's not Whereas, dive. We'll be right back. Yes. And then they go into a rest hold with, with, the, with, with, with the other person. It's like, well, what happened? How did that happen? Like, how did that, how did that cause, you know? And, um, with NX, with, uh, with AEW, they, they're, they're not really doing that. At least they're, uh, with the commercial breaks, it's not as bad.
0: Uh, yeah. So, I mean, definitely work work has to be done um, to bring NXT back to the level that they were at but you know aW is just firing in all cylinders they're doing they're they're doing everything right um, and they're I think they're learning they're riding in the wake of WWE as far as okay don't make that mistake don't do that uh, we can do it better um, and I you know we'll get in the AW re- review but I thought aW had another great show this week I, I agree um anything else dick
1: as far as the news goes, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean the ratings are, um, they're, they're just a that's it's a sign. I mean it's it's a sign that you know right now wrestling is just not as far as in the mainstream audience goes. It's not very hot. You know, and people are talking about like this boom period that's going to happen. I mean, it it could ha- it could still happen, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. I mean, it's it's
0: a boom as far as like promotions and you know the wide
1: variety of wrestlers that are available
0: but as far as like blowing up to like the mainstream it's 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 lacking yeah that's
1: what i mean by by like by a boom like as far as like the mainstream goes as far as everyone's thinking that it's going to be the 90s again and right now it's just it's it's not the case i mean maybe maybe down the road we could see that but right now if you if you're looking at the ratings you're looking at just the way things are right now, I mean, it's not quite there yet, but we'll see. You know, hopefully they hopefully, you know, if, as, as, a, as a fan personally, I hope that's the case. You know, I hope we do get it into a boom period.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, we all we all want, want good stuff. I Absolutely. like good stuff. Absolutely. Um, let's get into uh, let's get into raw.
1: And mind you, this is the this is the draft show. This is the uh, day was, two of the draft.
0: This was day two of the draft, uh, which I feel. The draft is already kind of dead. Uh, I, I keep saying it every week, like, okay, well, once they get past this show, we'll be smooth sailing. But now we got to go through Crown Jewel um, and basically another wild card situation uh, where we have people like The Fiend who got smacked, drafted to SmackDown. Smacked it to the DraftDown. Um, I like that, DraftDown. They're going to be—he's um, fighting Seth Rollins, so we're still having overlap between uh, Raw and SmackDown. Um, which doesn't bode well for the chances of him winning the universal title at Crown Jewel, um, Saudi Arabia.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, uh, th- but again, though, at the same time, though, they didn't learn from uh, Hell in a Cell. They're they're trying to push. They're trying to have. They have something special with Bray Wyatt. Yet, they're going to put him in this match with Seth Rollins in uh, on, on 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 Halloween in Saudi Arabia and it's going to be a false county where there has to be a finish. That's f- what they're claiming. I feel I, I, I just, yeah. And right around I heard that, I'm thinking there's going to be some bullshit finish again.
0: <laughs> I mean that history would, t- would lean that way. Yes. Um, so on day two with the draft, um, here are the, uh, which the thing that really bothered me about the draft is you have guys like a Brock Lesnar, um, existing for the second round if the draft was real right you would want to draft all the champions to your show right yes um that's not the case in in this thing um you have people like um uh fucking uh natalia getting drafted before brock lesnar what world does
1: that make any sense in the way they did the draft is it doesn't make it, you're right it, it obviously doesn't make sense um your first, like your, your day one, it should be like, this is where you get all the talent. Uh, every draft is like that, where like you want to get as much as you can, and then when you get to when you get to day two or the second round or the third round, it's all like pretty much who's ever left. And your and that's the idea of if you if you're a true GM, you want to get the right pieces at the later picks. Never mind the top picks. Because it's given. If they're if they going to be at the top, they're there for a reason. You know what to expect. But down the road, as a true GM, if this was a real one, you want to pick the right picks down the road and fit for your roster.
0: In my fantasy football draft, if I drafted a kicker in the third round, yes. my season would be over because I just I picked up a kicker that isn't going to be as good as, let's say, a quarterback, um, like Tom Brady or someone. Right. Um, it's... it's I get that they're trying to do the real feel of it, uh, but if it's going to be a, a draft that's important, um, I would be wanting all the champions on my show. Absolutely. Unless they establish a rule where you can only draft certain... Like, if there was more rules in place, I guess they, that would be a lot better. Uh, but the fact that... I mean, they started off strong. You want Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns. Obviously, those, those are top-tier picks, for sure. Yes. Um, and then the OC, kind of weird. Um but The Fiend was another great pick. And then Drew McIntyre and Lashley and uh, Sasha Banks. I think once they got past the second round, they were just like, all right, just whoever. Just
1: just put the scrubs in.
0: Um, the fact that uh, Cesaro went undrafted. Uh, so that
1: was, that's an insult. Um, but you know what, though? But Titus O'Neal. <laughs> they if got it. Got, they got him. They got him, but not Cesaro. You know what, though? If I'm Cesaro, I'm going to play this up. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm a free agent. I'm going to go wherever the hell I want. And maybe that, that's the storyline that they that to He goes to NXT? Tell.
0: Or he's just, I'm going to go somewhere where I'm appreciated, and then, you know, goes there.
1: I hope so. But yeah, so as you mentioned, though, because um, day two started, it started off with uh, with Raw getting Seth Rollins, and SmackDown, of course, getting Brock Lesnar. I mean, that was given. Um, a lot of these picks on the, uh, as well, I mean, as I mentioned last week, are obvious picks like okay, well, do you do you really draft them or do you just have to feel like you have to say it just to, like it 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 didn't make sense because, um, the, the champions. I mean, I guess I guess they did have to do that because the champions could have been drafted to any brand, but I mean, why have the universal title on SmackDown if it's going to be red? You know what I mean? It makes no sense. Yeah.
0: Um, I I think the universal title just go away, but that's just my opinion. Um, so we got. Seth Rollins on Raw, Brock on SmackDown, Charlotte Flair going to Raw, New Day going to SmackDown, and Andrade with Zelina in the first round.
1: Um, you knew when Charlotte was going to be drafted, it was going to create a, this huge domino effect.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, that goes into Bayley getting her title back. Yes. Um and just an effort to keep all the couples together.
1: Yeah, especially that. that that's what I was. That was my point. Uh, because Andrade did get picked with Zelina Vega, and it, it was only natural for for uh, Alistair Black to be drafted as well to Raw with Zelina Vega. With Zelina Vega.
0: Um, our truth is the twenty four seven champion. He got drafted to Raw. What does that mean for the twenty four seven title? Is that going to be a Raw exclusive, or is he going back and forth?
1: I mean. Right? I would th- I would think it'd be raw ex- it would be exclusive to Raw but of course it doesn't really matter at this point I mean who cares about the 20%? who really yeah I mean and, and, and the same thing also for this for the uh for the women's tag team championship as well um you have like the women's tag team championship you have to have it on both shows like you just can't have it on one show there's just not enough talents for it to be on one show they have to be going back and forth. I would think the 24-7 would be more or less the same thing. But if you do that, then what's the point of having the draft? What's the point of having the roster split if you're going to do that?
0: There's a lot. There's a lot, in the, there's a lot in that statement you just said right now. Um, a bunch of people went undrafted. Uh, Cesaro, Luke Harper, who just came back and was put into a main event storyline uh, is now... We don't know where he's at. Uh, Apollo Cruz, Mojo, Raleigh, who cares? No way, who cares? Um, Luke Harper, another person. Him and Wait, Luke oh, okay. Harper Luke twice? Harper. Yeah. yeah, we're reading this list. I'm like, wait a minute. Luke Harper went undrafted <laughs> twice. Oh, man, poor guy. Um, and then you have Dana Brooke, um, the Iconics, Sarah Logan, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville all undrafted. We don't know where they're going to be. Um, AOP, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder. We don't know where any of these people are going to end up. Um, are they just going to be floaters?
1: Although, um, although Fire and Desire, they were on SmackDown uh, this past Friday. Um, so I, Dana I think Brooke was on SmackDown yes. as well. Yes. So I'm I'm uh, I'm assuming they're going to be on SmackDown if they're um if that's the case, but we'll see. I Have mean,
0: we seen the Iconics since they lost the titles?
1: No. I mean, uh, the only, uh, aside from the 24/7 skits. Shouts out to Peyton Rose. He just got married to
0: uh, Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Um, also, this is interesting. People that weren't even listed to be drafted, the Usos, Matt and Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. Leo Rush, who's on NXT, uh, Naomi, Lars Sullivan, who we haven't seen since uh, he got hurt, right? Um, Lana, Mike and Maria, Nia Jax, who's been out, Mickey James, who's been out, Ruby Riott, who's been out, Alicia Fox. Uh, now, that's one um, on the website, on the WWE website. Alicia Fox got moved to the alumni section. So is she just out of a job?
1: She's not wrestling anymore? Uh, apparently, I- she's
0: not a she's not a wrestler anymore she's an al- alumnus
1: she's been she's she's been she's been she's been there for 11 plus years she's I, garbage I don't know how she's, I don't know how she has a job I don't know how but uh she's 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 stuck around for 11 years so um the if that's the case good I mean uh she she really hasn't done much in the ring so the old jtg
0: where they should start a uh, a uh, a website. Did you have you seen that website for JTG? No, I haven't. Uh, well, it was back when he still had a job. Uh, people were like, "How does this guy still have a job?" Uh, we need to get one for Alicia Fox at this point, right? Uh, the Ascension, the Colognes, all not listed to be drafted, along with Kane Velasquez, John Cena, Ronda Rousey, and the Undertaker. All, uh, I mean, they're part timers, but they should probably, if they want to get like a little bump. Um, especially for like a, a SmackDown to be to say that the Undertaker's drafted the SmackDown, yeah, um, that would at least pop the crowd a little bit, something. Um, but but
1: they didn't even do that.
0: That just goes to show, um, you know, kind of where all these people kind of stand in the company.
1: And and also, if this was a real draft, how could you not draft the Usos? I mean, the Usos are are are, are they're a great tag team, and you want to have a great tag team on your roster. I mean, I can't think of. Uh, anyone, any, I mean, they're, they're probably one of the best tag teams on the main roster. Well, here's the thing with them. Um, oh, we know the reason why.
0: Like in all uh, in all uh, locker rooms, you you don't want to have any distractions. So the fact that um, Jimmy or Jay, one of the Usos, can't stay out of trouble. I mean, that really, chance, it's both. Yeah, um, and Naomi is right there with. She's married to Jay, so. Um, she's sadly lumped in with him, and same goes with Jeff Hardy. You wouldn't want that in your locker room, right? And that makes sense. That makes sense from a kayfabe uh, standpoint. Uh, Sheamus is out. Um, I, he might not even. I don't think he's back. gonna return. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, Lana, Mickey,
1: Mickey James, I think is also. She's she's also more than likely done as well. Uh, yeah, I think she's gonna probably, probably transition over to maybe announcing or even as a trainer.
0: Um, yeah, she she could easily get into something like that. Uh, but those are pretty much. I mean. I don't want to go down the whole list of who went where. Right. Um uh, but there wasn't really a big shakeup that I thought that the draft was going to bring. A lot of people stayed where they were pretty much.
1: Yeah, and that's that and that was my that's that's my uh complaint right there. It's like you're just drafting them to the same show. There's no there's really no like if you look at both nights, like what pick or what decision was one that was like, "Oh my god, like I didn't see that happening." Really none of them. I can't think of any. Really none of them.
0: Um, no. Everyone pretty much stayed where they were supposed to be, or where they were. Again, with the wild card rule, I don't even know who was where. Anyways, nothing really of significance happened on Raw this week. Uh, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman had a a signing. Uh, at the end, these things always break down. But at the end, Braun Strowman broke the table with his hands. Uh, gimmick table, obviously. Right. Um, and then after the fact, uh. I got to say this, too. Uh, Tyson Fury, if that is your real name, is getting paid $15 million for this fight with Braun Strowman at Crown Jewel. Wow. That's way too much for him to show up in a Hawaiian shirt.
1: The oh. the, the Saudis are just throwing money.
0: Yeah. Um, so after Braun broke the table, Tyson Fury had a hard time breaking a pen, um, and it really didn't make any sense to me. Um I don't know if he was mocking him, saying, like, oh, I can break things, too. Yeah. Uh, But it was just a weird thing um, in this weird exchange. I don't know. Ron Stone going to get knocked out. End of story. Um, And that doesn't really do anything for his character at all. Um, All right. Let's just get to it. The the main thing that really happened on Raw was uh, Seth Rollins burning down the Firefly Funhouse.
1: Uh, what did you think of this segment, Dick? I just thought that uh, the, the whole segment was just uh, weird in the way that if they were trying to get Seth to be cheered as a baby face, it totally backfired on it. Uh, did not work at all, for whatever they were trying to do.
0: Presumably, I mean, I called it, Seth is going to say burn it down and the crowd's going to boo him. Obviously. And that's exactly what happened. It was the cheesiest thing. Um, Seth Rollins gets into the Firefly Funhouse. He finds it. Um, and starts beating up Bray Wyatt, who isn't the Fiend. And I love that he looked at Seth, like, shocked, like, why are you doing this to me? Because they're two different entities. They are, yeah. Um, so I I really like that little part of it, but um, they're really going to Roman Reigns the shit out of Seth Rollins. They're going to ruin him. He's a great worker, but his character is not um, what the people want. They don't want this all-powerful all, all powerful John Cena Hulk Hogan type character. I think that kind of babyface is not going to work. It doesn't work anywhere. now. It doesn't work nowadays. It's not. It's not cool. No one wants to see a Superman type character, especially in wrestling. Um, so the fact that you know you have something new, fresh, exciting, something, something, something that the people haven't seen before, and you're feeding him to Seth
1: Rollins, which is not his characteristic whatsoever. Because if you know, I mean, Seth as a character. He's um he's he's known as the architect. He's 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 known to like be kind of like a cerebral assassin of sorts, um to kind of pick his time, pick his pick his spots at the opportune moment. Um, that's him right there. That should be him. And when they changed him to when they made him a babyface and have him have his run, they kind of changed whatever was of Seth Rollins and made him like this, almost like this. Uh, you're gonna be like a baby babyface now. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um and. You know, I don't think, yeah, like I said, there's no place for uh, an all conquering baby face these days. Um, The cringe part was the cut to uh, Seth Rollins looking directly at the camera and saying,
1: Burn it down.
0: I just winced at that. Um, And then, you know, he he basically burns down the Firefly Funhouse and Rock cuts out with the fiend laughing. Um, I mean, I don't know where they're going with it. It kind of sounds like, he, you know what I want to know? I want to know if Bray Wyatt has homeowner's insurance because this is two structures of his that got burned down by That's somebody. true.
1: You're, you're you're absolutely right. Um, he uh, should definitely
0: look into fire insurance.
1: He should definitely look into that. I mean, As a homeowner, I would suggest that. Absolutely. I mean, if it <laughs> happened once, it's, it was an accident. If it happens again, dude, it, happens, it happened twice already, dude. Um, he's... He's a He's liable, dude. I mean, he just committed arson on live TV. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, What I would love next week is if Bray Wyatt um, has a Firefly Funhouse and it's all burned down. Um, Or
1: sponsored by Allstate. Ooh.
0: Progressive is actually a sponsor for... Oh, Progressive. It is. You're right. Um, Oh, shit. There you go. Um, I would love if Bray Wyatt does a Firefly Funhouse in a a burned down house. I think that would be awesome. (laughs) Or The Fiend has... Or the Fiend has a Firefly Funhouse segment inside the burnt house, and he's, you know, building it up as, uh, you know, you might have kind of like a... was like Flo helping him out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I was, say, I was thinking, like, may, this might be a situation where, you know, in, like, Star Wars when, like, uh, Obi-Wan gets, gets beat, and he's like, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yeah. Is this going to be a catalyst to really get Bray Wyatt to be, you know, all-conquering all heel? Um, you know, it left us with questions, but honestly, if you want to kill, uh, if you want to kill your new exciting thing, this is a great way to do it. But let's get into what happened on Wednesday night. Uh, NXT, another great show. Um, not as great as AEW, uh, but it was a great show. Um, my problem was they they don't really have a lot of top tier guys on the show. There's a lot of squash matches. Um, uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Angel Garza um i don't know much about angel garza do you
1: uh not not a not a whole lot uh just um just the fact that he um he, he right now he's he's uh he's just really much of an enhancement talent at the moment that's his role at the moment uh chopper pretty much just uh beat him clean uh just to get him over and rightfully so i mean you don't want to have him come back and lose right away that that wouldn't make much sense
0: no um after the match um Kyle O'Reilly gave a USB drive to Morrow, and they played it and basically shows a video of them taking out the Velveteen Dream. So I feel like this is probably going to set up to War Games.
1: Yeah, it could be, Uh, because War Games is coming up.
0: And the Undisputed Era doesn't have really any any allies. They've been going after everybody. So you could see, you know, Velveteen. Oh, this would probably be a good War Games match. Undisputed Era versus Finn Balor, um, Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream, Velveteen Dream, and Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargana. I think that'd be an That's awesome. You match. know
1: what? I think they, they, they could that could be going that way. Um,
0: more you know people that we don't really know about. Horny Logan, <laughs> Orny Logan. Orny God. I can't say this. Orny Lorkin, Horny Logan, uh, and Danny Burch, who great wrestlers, don't know much about them. Against right. uh, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel of Imperium, who. Basically, are supporting characters for Walter. Um, great match. I don't know anything about them, so you got to give me more than that, guys.
1: I mean, it's really more of a of a of a broad, of a demonstration for um, for Imperium to show that they are a, a dominant stable, um, not know, only in NXT UK but also in NXT as well.
0: And I know Horny Logan and Danny Burch are you know great wrestlers, um, so this was a great way to get them over. Uh, but you know, it's a. Uh, four guys i don't really care about right um Io Shirai had a match another you know enhancement talent of kaden carter i don't know anything about her um at, it was more after the match uh yoshirai is awesome um she calls out uh shana baszler but rhea ripley appears and pretty much tells her you need to get behind me if you want to if you want a shot at her at the title um so i think the women's division is having a resurgence i think they're they're getting their you know they lost the horsewomen they lost a lot of people uh, but i think the women's the women's title picture is pretty exciting right now nxt yeah,
1: they're, they're 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 doing all right i mean it's 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 not as strong as it was a couple of years ago um, i think they could add a few more pieces to that woman's roster um, the fact that Eel's is still in, still there that helps out a lot
0: she's been on fire since she's been she heel yeah
1: and i think that was the right call for her was to go heel um have her have this look um as opposed to Asuka and Kari Sane who turned heel and yet why? <laughs> they're they're not they're, they're not uh, Kari Sane's not a heel. No. She's not a heel. Asuka could she could, go, she, either she could go either tweener. way. She, she could go either way. She could be a great go, tweener. She could go either way. Um her as a heel, she was she was pretty good. Hers a babyface is is just as good. Um those two would, I think would benefit a lot going back to NXT, especially Asuka. Uh
0: yeah. Um for the third week in a row, we get Donovan, Dijakovic, and Keith Lee fighting each other. Uh, this was for a number one contendership, though. So it was a little different, but I could go. I could not watch this match again and be perfectly fine. Uh, great wrestlers, but they need to fight other people.
1: I uh, 100% agree. Uh,
0: match ended in a DQ um, after uh, Roderick Strong came in, and um, Roderick Strong doesn't learn from Adam Cole because the same thing happened to Adam Cole. He took out uh, Valveteen Dream and... Uh, who was the other person? Was it Gargano? I think it was Gargano for the U.S. when he had the, the United States title. is it the United States title? Or North American. North American title. Um, and he had a fight and a triple threat. So that's what we're going to get uh, probably at the next takeover. Um, Roderick Strong versus Donovan Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Um, that should be a great match. Um, but again, it's, it's two people that are really in a feud with each other. Right. Um, after that...
1: But they kinda they kinda had to uh they kinda kinda shoehorn their way into that because Velveteen Dream is, is injured at the moment. Um not not seriously, but um they he wasn't able to go next week for that match. Oh, so they had so it they kinda had to put so that on the fly. Um
0: and then NXT kinda fell off a cliff after that. Um more people that I don't really know or care about. Um and then you had Pete Dunn and Damian Priest have a great match, um, with Damian Priest getting the win.
1: Over the Bruiser weight,
0: um, they're really building this guy up.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. At, uh, I was surprised at the result, uh, but you know what? Though, I mean, if you're gonna try to build someone up, I mean, obviously they need to win. You need to have them win and make make it meaningful. Uh, but um, that was a good match overall. Um, Damian Priest. He's a he's a tall guy. He's he's a he's a pretty big guy for NXT. So uh, really lanky, really like a, lanky. Yeah,
0: he has like a Shinsuke body, but lankier. <laughs> yes. Him, is that possible? Yeah. No. I Yeah, I, I
1: I agree with you on that one. Uh, the the I mean, and, and and I think it's fine for NXT. Um, but when he gets to the main roster, if he goes in the main roster, I should say, it's not going to look so well because he's going to he's just going to be tall.
0: Yeah. Um. And I. I, his song sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, bah, 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 bah. Uh,
0: but yeah, uh, I could see him just going up to the main roster and just floundering and chasing for that twenty four seven title, uh, which is what NXT does. They make you know guys that probably wouldn't be put on that pedestal. They make them look really good. Uh, let's get to AEW because uh, this was my this was my show of the week. Uh, there's a lot a lot to be happy with. Uh, SCU versus best friends uh, started off really good. Lucha Bros interrupted S.E.U.'s entrance and gave him a package. Gave um, Christopher, Daniels. Christopher Daniels a package. Piledriver on the ramp, take him out of the match. Scorpio Sky comes out and uh, has to make the save. So it's Scorpio Sky instead. Uh, apparently, um, Christopher Daniels is dealing with an injury right now. Um, not really sure on what is the what's what's his injury. I think he has a stinger
1: And his neck up. I, I, I'm not sure either, uh, but basically the story they were trying to tell was that uh, Scor- last week Scorpio Sky um, wanted to give experience the advantage and have uh, Daniels and Kazarian to be part of the tag team match, but since Daniels got hurt, and he got hurt by by, um, by the Lucha Bros, uh, Scorpio Sky took his place, and, and it told the story of Scorpio Sky... Um, just not being ready, and yet he still went out there and he, he helped. Stepped his, up. He stepped up and helped his team win the match. I mean, it was a great match to begin with. Um, hot, hot way to start off the show. Um, Scorp- Scorpio Sky looked like a, a superstar at the, Absolutely. at the end, and I think that and um, that was a story they were telling, and it worked out so well.
0: I love that he wasn't in gear; he was just in street clothes because it literally right. was like a. Well, WWE would have done the exact opposite of that. They would he would have been ready and geared to go. Uh, Scorpio Sky fought in street clothes for this match, um, basically saying, hey, I wasn't ready for this, but here I am. Went out and had a good, great match with the best friends, um, and SCU advances in the tournament. Um, I think they're going to fight the Dark Order next?
1: Uh, I'm not sure what the bracket looks like, but yes, they they, they are advanced. They are advancing to, uh, to the next round.
0: The thing I don't like about this is I feel like AW is already setting up Lucha Bros versus uh, SCU in the finals. Because they're on separate sides of the bracket. So there's really no re- other reason than, than that for them to be attacking SU. Because they're not attacking anybody
1: else. Right.
0: Um, after that, um, Santana and Ortiz.
1: This was a quick match.
0: Carlos Santana and Tito Ortiz um, fought local jobbers. Um, pretty much just to put them on display. We haven't seen them in a match yet. Um, they had a really great match with two guys that I've never heard of. Um, but they are part of the inner circle. Um, and this helped get that faction over a little bit more, um, which I mean, for a ragtag group
1: of guys, they're looking very strong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then after the match, Chris Jericho um, had, had his promo kind of put, over, put, put over the whole group and uh, asking the Bucks if they accept their challenge, which is going to be which. Jericho threw it down between uh, Santana Ortiz and the Bucks for the next pay per view coming up. Ooh, that's gonna be great. Which that's, is that's gonna be really good. Which is gonna be fun. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, during that promo, though, if you noticed, um, while Jericho was talking, um, one of them, I think it might have been, it might have been Santana. He kept he kept talking, saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," and um, it, it got a little annoying. They should have maybe muted that. They should have muted that part. Yeah, uh,
0: because I couldn't understand what Jericho was saying. I don't, I don't. I don't. I mean
1: at first i'm like what is santana doing and then i I thought about it well you know what maybe during the promo maybe that's like kind of like them like talking to the crowd while everyone is like looking at at the actual uh screen with the promo itself i'm thinking well maybe it's it's maybe it was more so with editing with the production team not 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 meeting his mic during that time you know
0: yeah um so a little bit of a hiccup not nothing to really complain too much about um Something I did complain about was we were we were um, teased this match, uh, the Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Jack uh, versus the Lucha Bros, which I was excited about all week. Uh, oh yeah! Apparently, Junk- uh, Luchasaurus is injured; he wasn't able to fight, so we got Marco Stunt in his place. Um, not really a good a good makeup for not having Luchasaurus out there. Um, the thing with Marco Stunt is he's way too small. I know that you know I I kind of. You know, w I complained about WWE um, with Chad Believab- Gable, yes, and the believability of that. He's a smaller guy, but he can wrestle. Marco Stunt is l- comically small. Yeah, he,
1: I don't even think he's five feet, five feet.
0: No. Um. So to watch him, uh, really go to task on you know the Lucha Bros, not really believable.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Marco Stunt, you know, he did very well in the ring. Oh, he, 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 he did he, great. He put on an amazing show, and the crowd w- and the crowd. Uh he won the crowd over? <coughs> he he won the crowd over. Um but it's just the believability like you said, like it's like, like you know, selling for your little sister
0: that's uh yes. you up. uh that's kind of what it what it looked like to me. Um so Lucha Bros get the victory, which I kind of predicted. When they came out they looked like Cyrax and Smoke from Mortal Kombat. Uh yeah they did in their gear. Um they Lucha Bros are awesome. I mean Phoenix is the high flyer and Pentagon is the brawler. Phoenix is
1: just insane. He, uh,
0: dude, you want to talk about a video game character? Uh, he's on another level. He's on that AJ he's Styles on that, oh. can do anything from anywhere.
1: Like AJ Styles, two thousands AJ Styles. Yeah, uh,
0: really exciting match. Definitely go out of your way to watch that. Uh, the women's championship was defended again, uh, which I they can't they can't keep doing this, right? No, I mean, I, I think it's just it's not going to they're not
1: going to be defending it every week, but I I get what you're saying though.
0: Um, against Britt Baker, which this this is a pay per view worthy match. It started off really sloppy, I will say that. Um, but once they hit their stride, it was, um, all systems go after that. Great match between these guys, uh, between between these ladies, and uh, Riho, getting the victor, getting the victory after reversing uh the lockjaw finish. Uh, which is the Ring of Saturn mandible claw right. combination, and she gets the roll of victory on Britt Baker. I feel like these this is going to be on this has got to be on uh, a rematch on uh, Full Gear. Although Britt Baker not a good record in AEW, um, is that going to play a factor on wh- if she gets another title if, shot soon? If
1: if they're really serious about the win loss records, then it, they, yes, I feel like they are. I feel like they're taking it very seriously. Uh, Let me ask you this real quickly, uh, since we're talking about Britt Baker, Dennis. Is that a good baby face? Well, I mean, it didn't work for Isaac Yankum. That's, yeah, exactly. That's a clear
0: baby. That's a clear heel. No one likes a dentist, and a I, dentist I, is not a baby face, dude. I don't, I don't like that they that they have to promote that her side hustle. Yeah, <laughs> like she's a wrestler. Oh, and she's also a dentist. Like I, I don't, I don't like that.
1: I mean, I I guess it. I mean, I, I, in the one sense, I get I get why they're doing that because it, it, it that's that's who she is. She's a dentist, Rebecca's a, 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 a legit dentist. So why not play that into her character and to have her be a dentist? But I mean, f- for me, like dentists aren't really baby faces. They're they're more of a heel. It's Everyone like no no one likes going to the dentist. I hate it. Yes.
0: Um, and especially I could see in the beginning, like you know, I I. I used to be a dentist, but now I'm all in an AW. Great way to establish her as having a job before, and now she's hired. But is she really a dentist anymore? Um, I feel like they can drop that from her character pretty easily. Um, After that, I mean, this card was just so stacked. This when on paper, this match sounds amazing, and in you know, also in in uh,
1: and this show is definitely it was it was uh, tag team heavy
0: uh Kenny Omega and Hangman Page versus John Moxley and PAC um, four megastars um, sharing the ring in this match and it it got to it, it proved the point that John Moxley is a man by himself. He doesn't need anybody. Right. Um, at one point in the match uh Kenny Omega and John Moxley both bring out weapons, uh, barbed wire bat, barbed wire broom and uh Moxley h- hits Jericho with his bat. Uh, only for Pac to come in and kind of ruin the fun and take all the weapons out, and be like, "What? What the fuck? We don't need weapons. Like, I'm gonna kick these guys' asses." Um, I mean, Moxley gives him the the double bird and the DDT and walks out on his on his
1: partner, leaving Pac to get pinned and his first loss in AEW. That's true. I mean, from Pac's perspective, I mean he's right because, um, you know, he did he didn't want to he didn't want to lose this match at all. Eyes on the prize, bro. Eyes we on don't the need prize. these weapons. Yeah. I mean, I get why, I get why he did that. But um, yeah, he got double crossed and uh, he ended up losing. Ironically, uh, but I thought I thought that was fine though because they made Pac look strong still. Um, Hangman still, Hayman looked great. Um, Kenny looked Kenny looked phenomenal as always. Did um, you, you notice though they didn't talk about uh, they didn't talk about last week's um, match with him and uh, Joey Janela? Yeah, on A W Dark. A W Dark.
0: Oh well, yeah, I feel like that's kind of like a same universe but not main show. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, r- 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 I agree, but I think that's something they should talk about that though, as well It's like, hey, um, you guys should also watch AEW Dark as well that's because true. you're going to be seeing, you're going to be seeing this hell of a match right there. Um, and I, I haven't seen AEW Dark. I
0: haven't seen one episode.
1: Oh, you go Worth out it? of your, I, yeah, go out, especially for this week, go out of your way and watch that match. Okay, that match that. was insane. I'm gonna do that. Like uh, Joey Janella is a is a fucking madman. We all know that. But it's just every time he's he's in that ring, dude. You just you just worry about him. Like, what the hell is he gonna do?
0: Uh, speaking of being worried about guys, the main event: Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen uh, in a street fight. Uh, Darby Allen at one point um, had his hands duct tape behind his hand behind his back. Right. Um, the thing the uh, thing that bothered me about this was Tony Schiavone is like. Oh, my God, I have never seen anything like this in my entire career. In my 20-plus years of wrestling, I've never seen anything like this before. Have you, JR? And JR was just like, JR knows better than to lie about it. Right. And so he just stayed quiet and changed the subject. But uh, really selling the fact that Darby Allin um, had his hands tied behind his back, and we've seen that a bunch of times in, in these kinds of
1: matches. Um, What's kind of scared me was when Jericho did like the double underhook suplex onto him. Yeah. With his hands tied. Like See, I that's a scary thing right there. The
0: things that Darby Allen did after his hands got tied behind his back were things I haven't seen in wrestling before. Um the coffin drop, he did a a springboard moonsault off the middle rope with his hands tied behind his back. Um a la Orange Cassidy. Yes. Um but uh but Orange Cassidy voluntarily keeps his hands in his pockets because he's that cool. Um but I, I felt like this match was great. The 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 suplex onto the skateboard looked like it sucked
1: oh yes it did
0: um and i like that you know they're promoting jericho and cody for full gear but they made sure to remind the audience like jericho shouldn't keep his eyes shouldn't um ignore the fact that he has a match with darby he shouldn't look past yes. him because he's still dangerous and i feel like darby allen is a star after this match jericho does it again and makes another new star uh, and
1: uh, that and that's uh, and that's a I think that's a big advantage for AEW right now, because right now they don't have um, I mean, they have established talent there. They have they have Chris Jericho, who's who is a uh, mainstream name. Um, Kenny, Kenny Omega. Omega is a, is, is, is a star. Um, young Bucks. Young Bucks. Cody, they have stars that are wrestling stars. Um, their goal is to get the new guys over. They have young talent. Uh, Darby Allen's in his 20s. He hasn't been in the business for very long. Uh, He's in a position where he can be a star. Uh, You look at uh, who else? Um, Hangman. Hangman. Hangman, I feel Uh, like. Hangman's a perfect... I think Hangman is uh, the way he's positioned right now and... The business it's set up for him to be the to be the biggest star. He he has the most potential out of everyone.
0: He kind of hit a hit a little speed bump when they thrusted him into the main event with Jericho. But right, I feel like uh, that tag match really helped him establish himself again as a as a top talent. Um, and then you know this match was exactly what we th- we thought it was going to be. It was going to be a brawl. It's a street fight, and Jericho actually gets the win in this. Um, when he had uh Allen Darby Allen in the Walls of Jericho, um, the way he had his arms really flexed, he looked yeah. gigantic. He looked like uh, it looked like Lil Mac versus uh Bald Bull in that match because <laughs> uh, he looked way bigger than Darby Allen. Um, and Jericho actually had to really dig down and fight to win this match, and I, th- I thought Darby Allen looked great. on, was the, it on the other and side. it was
1: and it was a regular Walls of Jericho, right? Not the Lion Tamer.
0: It started as a wall Lion Tamer, and then it turned in or er, and then it turned to the walls. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: no Judas effect in this match,
0: which, uh, you know, the fact that Jericho can win with a submission or with a strike, really great for his character. And then they brought, and then the uh, the inner circle comes out and they celebrate with a little bit of the bubbly. Appropriately. Yeah. And that was AEW show of the week, easily. Uh, Let's get into SmackDown. We are running out of time, guys. So we're just kind of going to breeze through this. Um, this was the show after all the draft shenanigans. Um, I thought, this is their first show now. This is where we don't have any any other things. But they have a crown jewel to promote um, coming up in Saudi Arabia. Um, I laughed when Byron texted me. Oh, my God. Are you guys excited for Shansuke Nakamura and Roman Reigns? And my response was no. Why are you excited for this? Yeah.
1: Race? I mean, on paper, Na- Nakamura versus Reigns sounds like a, a great match. That could have been a ma- WrestleMania main event That's uh, a, a year ago. Two yes. Years ago. Uh, the problem with that, though, is Nakamura... And it's not just Nakamura. It just seems like a lot of the talent that's on the main roster, their value is less being on the main roster than when it was before they got there. Uh, and Nakamura is a perfect example of that. He's um, His stock has fallen so much.
0: Uh, match ends with uh, Corbin hitting Ra- Roman Reigns with uh, his little toy scepter. Um, Bullshit finish? I. D- <laughs> I wish Shinsuke Nakamura would have got the pin in this. Or Shin, as Michael Cole calls him uh, to cringes every week. Um, if if the referee didn't see it and Shinsuke gets a pin, it only helps Shinsuke. But they got to make Roman look strong, so they got to throw the match out um, altogether. Um, it was either going to be Roman wins or this happened. So right. uh, this is, I guess, the way that they chose. I wish they could have kept Nakamura strong in this. Um, after that, we had uh, Shorty Gable. Let me talk about this for a second. Yes, let's, let's let's go ahead. Um I like the fact that he embraces the fact that, hey, you know what, this is the hand that I was dealt and I'm gonna be the best person I can be. Um although the name change and now he's shorty G, which you know, we covered weeks and months ago. Um we, we didn't know who was gonna get the name, but it's it's Gable, we called it. Um and now he's Shorty G and this sounds I don't want to be like, oh, he's buried, this is the death sentence for his character, but it, it doesn't help him at all. Uh, this is a, a terrible name. I like the sentiment of him, um, you know, accepting who he is and being the best person he can be, but this is not the way to go about it.
1: No, and um, I, I mean, it just the, the, it just screams white rapper when I hear Shorty <laughs> G. Honestly, it, it just screams white rapper. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I mean, to me, he—he—he's Chad Gable. He looks the same. Um, it's just he's just embracing the the, the the name. He could still do that without changing his name.
0: Can you imagine in a world a WrestleMania main event and new WWE champion Shorty G like that? This just screams mid card forever. Like,
1: yeah, like that's that's who that's where you belong. That's, Lower
0: mid card catering forever.
1: Yeah, that's that's your that's your place there, um,
0: Bob. I. I, I'm not a fan of this. Um, what else? Um, oh, the Ms. TV segment. Let's talk about that. Uh, Bailey went from uh, I I don't know. Th- for me, we were saying like she wants to talk to the manager of the restaurant, but I think she wants to talk to the manager of the hot topic. <laughs> um, but she she comes out and Miz is like, why why did, why the change? And she does what every heel does when they when they turn heel. Uh, I don't owe you or any of you people an explanation. But here's an explanation. Um, great segment. I think this is showing a new side of Bailey that we haven't seen ever before. And she tapped into uh, her inner Vince man Yeah, she she basically she got real emo on us. I when Vince said it, it had like some t- some sort of like evilness to it. But when she says it, I feel like she's like just been listening to, like My Chemical Romance
1: or a Simple Plan or a Simple Plan. Like life sucks, and then you die. This is all we have. How could this happen to me? <laughs>
0: um so you know it's great way to to get her full-on heel now um i don't think sasha banks needs to be involved with her anymore are they on the same brand still yes okay um uh, but make her her own person she doesn't she shouldn't have to have Sa- sasha out there with her um and then uh that led into the six-pack challenge with nikki cross uh getting the win um how do you feel about nikki cross
1: well, I mean, at this point, they need a uh, they need to create stars, and they need to have um, they need to have someone to challenge Bailey for the uh, for the women's championship. I I feel right now that's basically what what her uh role is at the moment is to be that person and to to kind of be like a like to feed Bailey for her at the moment. How do you feel
0: about um, Lacey Evans being a face now? With no explanation, she's a face. Yes what the fuck exactly
1: oh my god um
0: they did they started it last week yeah and i noticed Italia.
1: i noticed last week like they were trying to like like she was doing like uh she was acting more of a baby face last week and i'm thinking like okay but it's probably because like uh when they were wrestling oscar and um and Kyrie say they're there is response to the Meanie Hills, but even then like she wasn't much of a baby face last week and now that if, if that's the case she's a baby face going forward um I mean yeah, it's just not going to work.
0: She was on the heel side of a, a trip, a, a triple suplex, right? Um, but I feel like they're they're inching hers little by little um, out there. And then um, Dana Brooke mysteriously appears, and she sp- gave her some sp- promo. Sp-
1: speaking of that, um, real quickly, I want to I want to go back to RAW real quick. Uh, Charlotte is she back as a bi- as a heel? Because I noticed that w- with her promo with her and Becky, it seemed like she was a little bit on the heel side.
0: I mean, I feel like she has to be uh, because. Becky's going to be their top babyface. Right.
1: And it's only natural for her to be a heel, but she was like a she's like a babyface for like 2 weeks on SmackDown. They're doing this so much with a yeah. bunch of different
0: people right now, especially even Daniel Bryan um is full on babyface again, um which ah, oh, god, damn it. Give me some backstory. Give me why me did something. he turn?
1: Why did he turn babyface?
0: Exactly. Um my favorite part of the <laughs> this thing was Dana Brooke came out and she's like um, I have flex appeal, and she flexes her arm, and then she tells the crowd, come on, guys, flex with me, and crickets.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, one, no one really flexed with her.
0: Um, so, I mean, that's that's a way that we're going. Uh, poor Drew Gulak. Um,
1: dude, Braun's a dick. He didn't even let him show his uh, slideshow.
0: Yeah, Braun Bron is not, I mean, is he a heel now? We don't even know anymore. F-
1: I, I don't even know, dude.
0: It's awful. Um, and then, you know.
1: And you wonder why people don't care about these guys. It's because they're put in a situation where, th- without explanation as far as why they turn or what's their motivation, what their motivations are, there's just no r- there's no rhyme or reason behind any of it,
0: and that's that's a big problem. And they need a, they need to address some of it. Um, they try to do that with Kofi this week because if you lost your beloved world title in seven seconds, you'd be a little bummed about it the next week, right? Uh, and he came out throwing out pancakes, and then backstage having machinery asking like, "Hey." Why aren't you bummed about losing your title? He's like, I got the power of positivity. Okay, that might be an easy way to explain it, but you gotta, that title should mean the world to you. If I watched NWA Power, that 10 pounds of gold, people would die for that belt. Um, and Kofi just loses it and then,
1: yeah. And you wonder why people don't, didn't take Kofi serious when he was the world champion. Exactly. And I understand that. I, I, I get that, I get that point. And, um, For those that, I mean, believe me, I was like that at first. I was like, okay, let's, you know, I wasn't big on Kofi, but then Kofi sold me. But then when he said that, I'm just like, why? And then to go
0: on that beautiful run. Yeah. Six-month run with the title. um, You know, he was digging deep, and he was, you know, he was finding himself, and then he loses, and now he's just playing cheerleader to Xavier and uh, Big E in their match.
1: He, we, we, we Talk gave about stock dropping he, instantly. Yes. Yeah. We gave you your run. You, you got your championship run. Now go back to where you were before this happened.
0: We can say we had a black eye champion. Wash our hands of it. And now let's move on to real main eventers.
1: Back to your regular scheduled programming, in other ah, words.
0: It's so it's so fucking sad. Um, there was one thing I wanted to talk about.
1: Um, oh, um. Hulk Hogan had a Skype That's Skype call meeting with uh, Michael Cole, and uh, he did announce that there's gonna be some changes to his team at the, in, uh, Saudi Arabia. Turns
0: Smartly, they 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 uh they pivoted. They don't want they don't want to give Seth the the Roman Reigns full on treatment. Yes, uh, half half doggy. We're gonna give him a half big doggy, and um they pulled him from Team Hogan, and uh, they instead uh, announced that Shorty G is now on his team. I hate calling him that, Chad
1: Gable. Chad Gable. We're gonna call him Chad Gable, dude.
0: Chad Gable and um, did he announce his entire team? I think they're still missing one, but basically Roman Reigns is gonna be the new captain of Team Hogan, um, which instantly makes them the heel team. Yes. Um, Even though it should be the other way around, Um, but in Saudi Arabia, it's not gonna matter because uh, they don't. I don't feel like they don't watch wrestling.
1: I don't think they care to tell you the truth.
0: Whoever. WWE tells them to cheer for. I wouldn't
1: put it past the Saudi government if they're the if the audience is going against their will. Maybe they're being forced into going.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can tell the people in the front rows don't give a shit. Maybe the little kids do, but all the all the other people are just kind of on their phones. I mean, if attention.
1: if 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 you were a person living in Saudi Arabia, and which I'm not, which right. Um, and then the government goes to your house and tells you you got to go to this event or you're gonna die, <laughs> and you have to go and you have to cheer. You would hate fucking wrestling, wouldn't you? I
0: yeah, I I would fucking hate it. I would yeah. fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if that happens, but I can definitely see that happening. I wouldn't
1: put it past uh, them to f- for them to do that.
0: Um, speaking of Hulk Hogan, um, we're getting a phone call from. Uh, let me see. This is from a. I've never seen this number before. It looks like a Saudi Arabia number.
1: There's a plus.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I'm, just, it, I'm just gonna answer. Just, it. Yeah, it's
1: just who, who's calling? Hello, can you guys hear me? Oh no!
2: It's me, dude. It's the Magogster himself, brother. How are you guys doing? Sorry, it's kind of echoey. I'm
1: taking a massive shit in my uh, hotel here in Saudi Arabia, dude. Um, Hulk, weren't you? At, weren't you at your uh at your beach shop yesterday and been in, in
2: yeah, but you know the when the Saudi government calls, I gotta show up, dude. So, anyways, again, I got the big dog. Can you guys hear me? Okay, I know this is a Skype call, so it's not gonna it's not gonna really sound good like it did on SmackDown.
1: We can hear you, Hulk. we can hear you, Bagogi.
2: Anyway, uh, I just wanted to announce here on the podcast that Roman Reigns is gonna be in, in uh, Team Hogan, dude.
1: Uh, we already kind of went over that. We went that already, dude.
2: Yeah. Well, anyways, um, Team Hogan, no black guys. Hell yeah,
1: dude. So. Wait a minute though. But Ricochet is half black. Is he. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to
2: make some changes on the team, dude. Uh, you know, maybe we can pick up uh, uh, not not Titus O'Neil. Uh,
1: He's also black, by the way.
2: Mm. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about this for a little bit. Uh, what's Zach Ryder doing these days, dude?
1: I he's behind catering but you can definitely use him if you want hey let me ask you a question um Shoot, you know it's, you know us on flair's team bobby lashley's on that team on that team what are your thoughts about that oh
2: there are instant they are instantly heels dude uh when, when i say i don't want any you know i don't want to offend anybody so i won't say the n-word here but you know brother um uh, bobby lashley be on that team is it, it, you know it's good for it's good for uh for, for Rick and, and his team if he wants to lose, but we're gonna have a superior team, dude.
1: What do you mean by superior team?
2: You know what I mean, brother. Anyway, uh, when the Saudi government pulls up a truck of money, dude, I, can I call them Arabs, is that is that okay?
1: Um, Yes, that's perfectly, they're Arabs, they're Arabs, Hulk. No, not
2: Arabs, Arabs.
1: Uh, whatever we wanna do. Anyways, dude.
2: I know you can't say the N-word, but I'm not sure. I don't want to upset our, our Saudi, Saudi uh, government overlords or anything. But, you know, dude, when I come down to Saudi Arabia, dude, it's going to be nonstop power of the whitest kind.
1: Oh, God, come on, dude.
2: I'm just saying, brother, uh, you're only going to win when you got white guys on your team, dude.
1: You clearly have not learned your lesson, have you?
2: And if we keep ricocheting on my team, I want him to be the first one gone, dude.
1: I don't think it's going to be an elimination match. Oh, it's not? no.
2: Oh, because that would have been a Survivor Series, huh? Yes. Which would have been a lot of, made a lot more sense for this thing, huh?
1: That's very true.
2: But, you know, Crown Jewel, spelled J-U-U-L, sponsored by Jewel e-cigarettes, dude, uh, is going to be bigger, if not equivalent to WrestleMania, dude. It's the biggest event of the year, brother.
1: Dude, I, I, you, how's the bathroom looking, by the way? Because it sounds like it's spacious as shit. Oh,
2: it's super spacious. I'm sitting on a gold fucking toilet right now, dude. Hold on, let me pitch off this loaf and... Uh Oh, God, yeah, there it is. Uh, anyways, a lot, a lot of protein this today, brother. Uh, anyways, uh, just here to announce that, you know, Roman Reigns is going to be the team captain. And also, what you're going to do when the power of my white team runs wild on
1: Okay, you, that's enough. That's enough right I gotta there. I got to go anyways, dude.
2: Uh, I got to go suck some Saudi dick right now.
1: And
0: that was the Bogulks or himself, you know, dude. Um, really, pledging his allegiance to Saudi he Arabia. He pledges
1: allegiance to the Saudi regime.
0: I am a Saudi sympathizer. That should be yeah. A new,
1: that should be the new fun, fun yeah, song. Yeah, because we, we gave Sergeant Slaughter shit for being a Rocky sympathizer. <laughs> I think he, the real, the real uh, turncoat is Hulk Hogan.
0: How does he not get booed when he comes out with like the American flag and I am a real American? Don't they hate us? Cause they ain't us. <laughs> anyway,
1: um, great Begolkster, uh segment we had on uh, the show. It's Wasn't always that. it's always interesting when the bogulster comes on because uh, you li- well you I mean you kind of know what to expect from when it comes out of his mouth. Um, I, I, I gotta real say piece of shit that re- guy. Yeah, he really is. And um, I we re- I apologize on behalf of the PMOP team. Uh, his thoughts and views when it was uh, expressed do not reflect us. Not at all. And not at all. Um, we are not racist. Uh, uh, we definitely do not suck Saudi dick.
0: <laughs> never, never. Um, with that said, <laughs> that's gonna be the name of the podcast. We do not suck Saudi dick. <laughs> uh, we do not suck Saudi dick.
1: Uh, there you anyways, go. Anyways,
0: um, I think that's gonna do it for the show this week, guys. Thank you so much for. Do you have anything?
1: Nah, I, I, that's pretty much it, right there. I mean, well, we're going to go I, home. How, from how, the how, how can you? How can you go after that,
0: with oh. Bugogi? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, don't yeah. listen to. Um, after the bell with Corey Graves um, we're at war now dude Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening downloading subscribing telling your friends telling your neighbors telling your friends neighbors uh, we're available on all podcast platforms way more than that other fucking uh, after the bell bullshit with Corey Graves yeah Uh, and you know when people ask what it is about the the podcast that makes them so great you make sure you tell them they are the new 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 world order professional podcasting They'll see you next
2: week.